her on the steps. Trouble was the word that came immediately to Annie Broussard as the press began to circle the defense attorney and his client. Like every other deputy in the sheriff's office, she had hoped against hope that Kudrow would fail in his attempt to get the ring thrown out as evidence. They had all hoped Smith Pritchett would be the one crowing on the courthouse steps. Sergeant Hooker's voice crackled over the portable radio. Savoy, Mullen, Prigent, Broussard, move in front of those goddamn reporters. Establish some distance between the crowd and Coudreau and Renard before this turns into a goddamn clusterfuck. Annie edged her way between bodies, her hand resting on the butt of her baton, her eyes on Marcus Renard as Coudreau began to speak. He stood beside his attorney, looking uncomfortable with the attention being focused on him. He wasn't a man to draw notice. Quiet, unassuming an architect in the firm of Bowen and Briggs, not ugly, not handsome. Thinning brown hair neatly combed and hazel eyes that seemed a little too big for their sockets. He stood with his shoulders stooped and his chest sunken, a younger shadow of his attorney. His mother stood on the step above him, a thin woman with a startled expression and a mouth as tight and straight as a hyphen. Some people will call this ruling a travesty of justice. Coudreau said loudly. The only travesty of justice here has been perpetrated by the Partoo Parish Sheriff's Department. Their investigation of my client has been nothing short of harassment. Two prior searches of Mr. Renard's home produced nothing that might tie him to the murder of Pamela Bichon. Are you suggesting the Sheriff's Department manipulated evidence? A reporter called out. Mr. Renard has been the victim of a narrow and fanatical investigation led by Detective Nick Fourcard. Y'all are aware of Fourcard's record with the New Orleans Police Department of the reputation he brought with him to this parish. Detective Fourcard allegedly found that ring in my client's home. Draw your own conclusions. As she elbowed past a television cameraman, Annie could see Fourcard turning around, half a dozen steps down from Kudrow. The cameras focused on him hastily. His expression was a stone mask, his eyes hidden by a pair of mirrored sunglasses. A cigarette smoldered between his lips. His temper was a thing of legend. Rumors abounded throughout the department that he was not quite sane. He said nothing in answer to Kudrow's insinuation, and yet the air between them seemed to thicken. Anticipation held the crowd's breath. Forcad pulled the cigarette from his mouth and flung it down, exhaling smoke through his nostrils. Annie took a half-step toward Kudrow, her fingers curling around the grip of her baton. In the next heartbeat, Forcad was bounding up the steps, straight at Renard, shouting, No! He'll kill him! Someone shrieked. Forcad! Hooker's voice boomed as the fat sergeant lunged after him, grabbing at and missing the back of his shirt. You killed her. You killed my baby girl. The anguished shouts tore from the throat of Hunter Davidson, Pamela Bichon's father, as he hurled himself down the steps at Renard, his eyes rolling, one arm swinging wildly, the other hand clutching a forty-five. Forcad knocked Renard aside with a beefy shoulder, grabbed Davidson's wrist, and shoved it skyward as the forty-five barked out a shot and screams went up all around. Annie hit Davidson from the right side, her much smaller body colliding with his just as Forcad threw his weight against the man from the left. Davidson's knees buckled, 
and they all went down in a tangle of arms and legs, grunting and shouting, bouncing hard down the steps, Annie at the bottom of the heap. Her breath was pounded out of her as she hit the concrete steps with four hundred pounds of men on top of her. He killed her, Hunter Davidson sobbed, his big body going limp. He butchered my girl. Annie wriggled out from under him and sat up, grimacing. All she could think was that no physical pain could compare with what this man must have been enduring. Swiping back the strands of dark hair that had pulled loose from her ponytail, she gingerly brushed over the throbbing knot on the back of her head. Her fingertips came away sticky with blood. Take this, Forcad ordered in a low voice, thrusting Davidson's gun at Annie butt first. Frowning, he leaned down over Davidson and put a hand on the man's shoulder, even as Prejean snapped the cuffs on him. I'm sorry, he murmured.